Hello everyone and welcome to Six Pack of Facts, a weekly way of expanding your brain, six refreshing facts at a time. My name is Alex and this week, get ready to walk the boardwalk and maybe puke on a ride. If your stomach is a weak disposition, just kidding, I puked on a lot of rides when I was younger. We're going to the carnival and we're exploring the wondrous sugary sweet treat of cotton candy and then hopping on the most boring carnival ride there is, but one that I appreciate more and more the older I get. The Ferris wheel. Here we go. Ironically, cotton candy was invented by a dentist. In 1897, William Morrison teamed up with John C. Wharton, a confectionist, to design and patent a, quote, electric candy machine. The proto-cotton candy machine was actually a lot like modern cotton candy machines. A perforated metal bowl with a spinning head filled with sugar. A heater melted the sugar, which then got spun through tiny holes in the bowl, instantly becoming tiny, 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 we're talking two thousandths of an inch, threads of cotton candy. But it wasn't called cotton candy just yet. Morrison and Wharton dubbed their creation Fairy Floss and debuted it to the masses during the St. Louis World's Fair in 1904. It was a hit. The duo sold more than 68,000 helpings of the Fairy Floss to fairgoers. It wasn't until 16 years later, in 1920, that the term cotton candy was introduced into popular vernacular by another dentist. Joseph Lascaux sold cotton candy to his patients, which is either irresponsible or a great business move, depending on how you look at it. Cotton candy was in a good place, except for the machines. They unfortunately had a tendency to literally fall apart from the vibrations of the spinning mechanism. But in 1949, Gold Medal invented a machine with a spring-loaded base, and one that rolled a paper cone two years later, effectively securing the company's spot as the world's largest producer of cotton candy machines to this day. Even though the term cotton candy definitely stuck here in the United States, the rest of the world has a bunch of different and cool names for the spun treat. In Spanish, it's called algodón de azúcar, or sugar cotton. Italians call it zucchero filato, or sugar thread. I'm sure I'm pronouncing these all spectacularly. The Dutch have a creepier name for the candy, sukerspin, or sugar spider. The French have a delightful name for it. Barba Papa. Wait, how do do the French sound? Barba Papa. I don't know. Barba Papa. Or Papa's Beard. I'm leaving all that in. (laughs) And down under in Australia, they keep it old school and still call it Fairy Floss. Whatever you call it, cotton candy as we know it today isn't the original sponge sugar treat. That honor goes to, well, spun sugar, and it dates to much earlier than the late 1800s. As far back as at least the 15th century, Italian chefs would dazzle their patrons with sculptures made entirely out of spun sugar. First, they would melt the sugar, 
Then, they would take it out in strands with a fork or a knife and drape it over broom handles to form thin threads. But this was a skilled trick to pull off in the kitchen, and also one that was mainly for the rich. Cotton candy. Truly a food of the people. And as a side note, if you do try to pull off sponge sugar, please be careful. The burn scar on the top of my foot is a permanent reminder that that sh** is very hot. Now that our bellies are full of sugary spun fun, why not go on a ride and see the world around us? It's time for Ferris Wheels. Just like cotton candy, the Ferris Wheel was born at a World's Fair. The Chicago World's Fair, to be exact, or the World's Fair Columbian Exposition, as it was officially called. Daniel Burnham was the chief architect of the World's Fair and was told quite boldly, make no little plans. Big plans are easy. Big plans that work are hard. And Burnham and the crew tried to come up with the big wow factor of the fair to no avail. Things were looking dire until George Washington Gale Ferris Jr., a 33-year-old engineer from Pittsburgh, was hit with a bolt of creative lightning and sketched a revolving steel wheel. His company was actually in charge of inspecting the steel for the fair. Amidst doubts, Ferris spent $25,000 of his own money on extra safety studies, hired more engineers to work on the project, and solicited investors. On December 16, 1892, Ferris's wheel was given the green light to be the next big deal at the fair. With more than 100,000 parts, including an axle that weighed more than 89,000 pounds, Ferris's wheel was a behemoth site for fairgoers. And go they did. Over 19 weeks, more than 1.4 million people paid 50 cents to ride the wheel for 20 minutes. Although the wheel has clearly lived on and carried Ferris's name with it, the actual man didn't live quite a legendary life. Once the fair ended, lawsuits flew left and right, concerning debts both to be paid by Ferris and to be paid to Ferris. In 1896, just three years after his wheel became a star, Ferris died from typhoid fever, bankrupt. He was 37 years old. After being sold to the St. Louis World's Fair in 1904, the same fair during which Morrison and Wharton debuted Fairy Floss, the original Ferris wheel, was dynamited into scrap. Before Ferris died, one of the lawsuits he was embroiled in was thanks to a man named William Somers. Had the lawsuit been successful, or really if Ferris had lived long enough for it to end, we could all be gaga for Somers wheels, not Ferris wheels. Here's why. William Somers, part of a prominent Jersey Shore family, created a company to erect an observational roundabout on the Atlantic City boardwalk between New York and Kentucky Avenues. Somers' roundabout was made of wood and was a big hit for the boardwalk folk. Ferris caught wind of Somers' roundabout and traveled to Atlantic City to check it out. When he returned to Pittsburgh, he submitted his idea for the Ferris Wheel, got the World's Fair gig, and the rest is history. Let's end with a trio of Ferris wheel records. Oldest, tallest, and greenest. The oldest Ferris wheel in the world is the Wiener Riesenrad in Vienna, Austria. 
It's the only Ferris wheel from the 19th century still in operation, and actually held the title of world's tallest Ferris wheel longer than any other. The tallest Ferris wheel in the world is the Ain Dubai at 820 feet tall. It's nearly twice as big as the London Eye. And the greenest Ferris wheel is the entirely solar-powered Pacific Wheel in Santa Monica, California. And there you have it, a sweet cotton candy treat followed up by a majestic Ferris wheel ride. I hope you're able to safely experience a fair before the summer comes to a close. It's happening fast. I feel that fall chill in the air and I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But if you aren't, you'll always have this episode, right? Right. Until next week, my name is Alex and as always, stay thirsty. Can't get enough of these refreshing facts? There are three easy ways you can help support the show. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, leave a quick review. Then, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Then, share the show with a friend. The more, the factier. Stay thirsty.